0: well, there's, there's been a great joy of um, maybe the last year of my life. It has been to see my children, one of whom's present tonight. Uh, oh, they're both here. Um, to see my children embrace how incredibly geeky we are as a family. You know, I was sort of wondering they were going to reach us like a maximum saturation point and go, "Oh, mom and dad are really messed up." But so far, they're really they're running along with us. We have this strange nightly ritual, which started years ago. I can't even remember when. I remember my wife started it, but we sing a song at bedtime. And uh, about the time that we're approaching our our that glorious glorious mattress, uh, my wife and I, want my, usually my wife will start singing, it's the most wonderful time of the day. <laughs> and we all start de- le- leaning in, when the kids go to bed and they lay down their heads and the parents say yay. <laughs> and my daughter added a line to that because, how's it go Elizabeth? Oh come on. <laughs> All right, I'll sing it. They've been working all day. (laughs) Because they've been working all day, yes. Um, You reach the end, even in the best day, even in the best day, you reach the end of it and there's been some unexpected drama, something to help wear you out as time goes on. Um, And that's the best days. The worst days can really really wipe you out and it was on one of those worst days that we believe David wrote this song David was being slandered by the people he was destined to be king over he was being run down by his own people his name besmirched his reputation thrown to the wolves so he begins, as he does so many of his psalms, on a note of entreaty to God, answer me when I call, O God, defender of my cause. You set me free when I'm hard pressed. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. If you know the story of David, there's a long period of time when he's simply on the run. He even ends up being a mercenary in the enemy's army just to feed himself because the king has run him off after his battle with Goliath. Um, The king is jealous of him and runs him off. And he has to keep proving his loyalty over and over and over again at one point by not killing King Saul when he has the opportunity. And in the middle of all that, he knows his name is being run down by the people he loves. So he asks... Answer me when I call, O God, defender of my cause. You set me free when I'm hard-pressed. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. Now, if you ever read the Psalms and get confused in them, I, I did when I first started reading them, oftentimes the voicing will shift from a human being speaking to God speaking. That's exactly what happens in verse 2 of this psalm. You mortals, God says, how long will you dishonor my glory? How long will you worship dumb idols and run after false gods? And then David picks it up again because he sees his people sliding toward idolatry. Remember, King Saul's story will end with him going to the witch of Endor to raise the dead and get a prophecy, something explicitly forbidden by the law of God. David knows what's happening in his kingdom. And so he's addressing this to his people, though they won't hear it for years. Eventually this will be sung in in the temple by the choir master. But he writes this, Know that the Lord does wonders for the faithful. When I call upon the Lord, not He might hear me, but He will hear me. Tremble then and do not sin. Know that the Lord is listening and that all our machinations will be for naught. Tremble and do not sin. Speak to your heart in silence upon your bed. It's an old-fashioned phrasing for, do you ever have one of those nights when you sit up all night long thinking and you can't let it go and it decide, the thoughts circle round and around? He's encouraging them, think about this. God is watching. God won't be thwarted. He instructs them to obey the law. Offer the appointed sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. Many are saying, oh, that we might see better times because the kingdom was falling into disarray. And here he brings up these these words that you've heard so many times before that were first given to Aaron as the high priest to speak over the people of Israel he echoes them again you hear them at the end of worship the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord lift up his face and shine upon you he says lift up the light of your countenance upon us O Lord when God looks at you in the Old Testament when he lifts his face upon you that is a beautiful and wonderful thing and that's blessedness and holiness in heaven And the worst possible thing that can happen would be for God to turn His face away from you and let you go your own way. David's imploring his people to not go their own way. Don't run like a lemming off the cliff. But then he turns. As not only he does, but St. Paul so often does at the end of this psalm. To speaking not to the people but to God himself. And he says to God, You have put gladness in my heart, more than when grain and wine and oil increase. I lie down in peace. At once I fall asleep. For only you, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Can you imagine being on the run for your very life? The king has a death sentence out against you. You may be living on scraps in the enemy's camp. Maybe you're sleeping alone in this cavern, hiding out from the death squads that are seeking you out. And you can lie down and at once fall asleep. Not have one of those sleepless nights where you're tossing and turning, speaking to your heart in silence upon your bed. David knows the same thing he knows when he faces Goliath on the field of battle, that his life rests in the Lord's hands alone, as does the righteousness of his cause. So even in the midst of the most difficult circumstances, David has gladness in his heart more than when the greatest feasts come in from the fields, because his safety is in the Lord. And I made my little blunder. Psalm 141 that we sing every evening prayer. That's the traditional psalm for evening prayer. Psalm 4 is the traditional prayer for right before you go to sleep at night. If you're observing all of the worship services in a church, it's the one service that has no sermon. Because the point is not to make you think as you go to bed so you toss and turn all night, but to remind you that those spiritual battle is real. Spiritual warfare is a very real thing. And the world is challenging enough just because we're mired in sin, let alone having the attacks of the enemy against us. Although all that is true, this psalm is appointed to remind us that our safety, our rest, and our peace lies in God alone. For to Him belongs the battle And I'll clue you into something. I've read the end of the book and I know who wins. So whatever whatever afflicts us whatever challenges each day brings as we lie down we can truly say it's the most wonderful time of the day not because the pillow is soft but because the Lord is still in His heaven. And all will turn out according to his plan. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these reassuring words of your servant David that by your Holy Spirit you cause to be included in our scriptures. Lord, Each of us faces challenges. Some of us in health. Some of us in work. Some of us in our inability to find work. In our relationships, within our families, with our friends. With seeking your face, with seeking your purpose for our lives and your direction and guidance. But Lord, Whatever the battles of the day, we thank you that you have won the war and that what you have given us in Jesus Christ is greater and far more precious than any fatigue or affliction that the enemy could send at us. Grant us, O Lord, to truly treasure that peace and to seek it even in the midst of the daily warfare. These things we ask... In the precious name of Him who died and rose again for our sake, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Be Thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that Thou art. Be Thou my best thought in the day and the night. King your sleeping, that presence, my life.